0: Log Talk Radio.
1: What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it. Back at it. Back at it.
0: Again.
1: I'm back at it again, man. Listen. Happy New Year to everyone. Okay, I hope everyone's enjoying themselves. Here we are sitting down talking about the New York Jets. Man, oh, man. (laughs) We're right back at it. The Jets have released Dalvin Cook. We're going to be discussing that. Jets also have a game coming up against the Patriots, final game of the season. Okay, we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing some things, man. People looking at the the Jets in a different way, and I want to have that discussion with y'all, all All right? A lot of things moving and shaking around the New York Jets, and we're going to be talking about it all, but I'm fired up. Let me get into the show. Listen, folks, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a Listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback, okay, so that I know what you think about what I do here and how much you enjoy me talking about the New York Jets, okay? Leave me that feedback, all right? I love going back and forth. I'm also on iTunes as well, for those of you that don't know. Go on over to iTunes, type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes also, Leave me a five-star rating and give me your thoughts on there. Leave me some feedback on there. I want to thank everybody that does that as well. I appreciate everyone that does that. Helps get the show out there and everything. And, uh, you know, let me know you know what, what y'all think about what I'm doing here. Also, okay, I'm on Twitter. Going over to Twitter, at Joe at Joe on Twitter. Okay, follow your boy on Twitter. I'll follow you right back, and we can go back and forth and talk about what we need to discuss about this football team, okay? I go back and forth a lot of people, a lot of people, okay? (laughs) And we have a lot of fun, all right? So uh, please do that. I'm also on YouTube as well for those of y'all that don't know, okay? Go on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Subscribe to the channel there. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also give the videos a thumbs up. A lot of people be shocked when they check out my YouTube. They're like, yo, Joe, we didn't know that you was live. We didn't know that you did the show live. We didn't know that, you know, you serve the people and you go back and forth. And I go, yeah, you know, I have to let them know. That's, that's what I do here. The shows are live. We go back and forth. We have a lot of fun. Also get hit up by the ladies as well. Joe, we didn't you look that good. I say, listen, happy new year to all of you. Yes, it's your boy, okay? Thank you for the appreciation, ladies. I appreciate you. Okay. I'm not arrogant. I'm just the guy working with what I got. So if you again, if you want to check out what I'm doing here, okay, come on over to YouTube, all right, type in Long Beach Joe Jet, subscribe, hit that notification bell, so when I post content, you'll be in the know. All right. That's what it's all about here. Okay, but keep in mind, when you come over to YouTube, you're going to have to deal with some people. And they're the savages, man. That's what I call my audience. I call my audience the savages. You want to know why? They're
0: savage.
1: Listen, <laughs> I have a lot of fun. I laugh a lot. We have a lot of you no know, great discussion, but let me tell you something, all right? The savages will get after you. They don't care who you are, where you're from. They don't give a crap. They will let you know what time it is, okay? Nobody's safe, not even me, not even me, okay? Salutes to all the savages. I see you on the chat. Michael salutes. He says, Joe is a ladies' man. Hey, listen, I work with what I got, Michael, okay? And I love the ladies, okay? Just know,
2: I love the ladies,
1: all right? G salutes, good to see you in the building. Dakota salutes. Happy New Year to all of you. Venom G's, I see you. Happy New Year to y'all. Everyone's having a great New Year so far. All right, so now it's time to have this discussion. Again, call in 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. We'll come to the lines in just a second. We're going to have a discussion, all right? Hold on just a second. Just going to cover a few things real quick. Starts off with the New York Jets, okay, today releasing Dalvin Cook, all right? Now, Dalvin Cook was a signing that, uh, you know, was a bit rough, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> didn't do much here, okay? Now, keep in mind, this was a signing that a lot of Jets fans were screaming for. So I know some of y'all want to delete those tweets now, okay? You want to delete those tweets. You want to act like you never wanted this to happen. I know some Jets fans. <laughs> That's how they going to play the game, okay? That's how they going to play the game. But it happened, okay? There was a lot of Jets fans that were screaming for this man. As a matter of fact, when he actually showed up to uh, camp, part of our camp before our practices, I'll never forget the video of him being there, okay, in the Jets facility, and there were Jets fans in the stadium, in the stands, excuse me, literally, you know, going, Dalvin Cook. So they're definitely, you know, we're cheering for him. They wanted them to be here. But here we are. We get into the season, and things just didn't work out. Keep in mind, this was at a time as well when a lot of Jets fans wanted Dalvin Cook, and there was a lot of questions surrounding Brees Hall and his availability for the upcoming season, right? We knew that. Brees Hall had uh, suffered that ACL injury. He was coming back, you know, this offseason, season. And we were all wondering, or there was a lot of questions surrounding whether he would be back to 100%. I remember the discussion around that time was, hey, you know, maybe Brees, we won't actually start to play him until, you know, late November or early December and all these things. And uh, so there was a lot of questions surrounding Brees Hall and his health and his possible availability. So the Jets did grab uh, Dalvin Cook and brought him into the building. He ended up signing him. And – Things just didn't work out as planned. Um, I know that there was a lot of complaints from him about his usage and his role within the offense. But those two things are kind of weird because one, Brees Hall came back and looked phenomenal. And we'll talk about him in just a second. Brees Hall is unbelievable, right? Came back. Uh, he actually came back a couple practices uh, for some practices during the off season, and they were just trying to get him, you know, back. You know, allocate it into the system and make sure that everything is good and he can get his feet underneath him. And from the jump, he just hit the ground running. Brees looked am- amazing. Okay. in camp, he looked really, really good. Um, he was making cuts. He was taking off running and everything. And then we got into the season and I remember Brees Hall was supposed to be on a pitch count. Um, and even on a pitch count with the quote fingers, he was, he was doing really well, ripped off a lot of big runs. Of course you could see that, You know, he was still trying to get his win together because there were some runs early in the season that he could have broke off and had touchdowns for. But, you know, guys would catch him because he wasn't, his body wasn't back to, you know, complete Brees Hall football shape. But as we continued to see him play throughout the rest of the season, Brees Hall was unbelievable. And so that kind of made Dalvin Cook, you know, kind of a guy that you really didn't need to utilize much. And when we did utilize him, that was another issue with Dalvin; was his production wasn't there. Dalvin Cook was running as slow as molasses uh, to start out the season because at first it was really just him and Brees Hall, and that's when I was wondering, hey, when are we going to get, you know, Michael Carter more involved in the running game? But we saw as we continued on throughout the season, we actually ended up dealing uh, Michael Carter to the Cardinals. So at first it was kind of just Brees and, and Brees and, and Dalvin, Brees and Dalvin, and, and Dalvin was running really slow. He would run into holes. Uh, run into you know, piles, excuse me, instead of hitting a hole hard. And things just weren't working out, weren't working out. And he ended up kind of falling within the rotation because there were some issues with some fumbles as well, which costed us too. So we ended up you know, kind of pushing him back within the rotation and we saw the emergence of uh, Izzy Anabanacanda as the season continued to play on. Now, keep in mind, people were screaming for Izzy, me myself as well, screaming for Izzy uh, you know, pretty early in the season because we wanted to see this kid get something because Dalvin was not producing at all. And we didn't really see Michael Carter getting the ball much either. Um, I also wanted to see Michael Carter get the ball more, but that didn't happen. He ended up getting dealt. So here, you know, Dalvin Cook did, the Jets did pay Dalvin Cook $6.7 million. He had 67 carries and 214 yards. And now, you know, he's been let go and he can find himself, you know, another team to compete with, um, you know, as a veteran. I'm sure he's going to go to a team that's going to try to push and win a Super Bowl. So the Jets have moved on from Dalvin Cook, another guy that we've, uh, we've got let go. The Jets also released Roger Saffold as well from the practice squad. Now, this is kind of – this was, is this was strange, too, because this was a guy that we actually brought in. There was a lot of injuries along our offensive line, as we all know. A lot of problems up front. And I remember when the Jets signed Roger Saffold, we were all thinking, hey, um, this is a guy that could be utilized on this offensive line. It could be, you know, he could be brought in. He's a veteran. You know, he's, you could move him around the line. He plays, you know, a couple positions. You know, he's got some versatility to him. This is a guy that could really help the New York Jets. And that kind of never materialized because he never played nothing. Uh, we saw guys like Newman get brought up. There's various other guys get brought up. And Rogers just kind of was on the practice squad. You know, and again, he's an older guy. The Jets, so the Jets ended up releasing him and moving on from him as well. Um, and again, that was a strange signing, a really strange signing, because I thought he would be utilized a bit more, especially with a lot of the injuries that we saw along the line. I mean, you look at a guy like Billy Turner; we had to utilize him, in stints. he's a guy that struggled quite a bit, right, especially a tackle. But you know, still, you know, Roger Saffold, you know, nothing from him. So the Jets release. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Saffold as well. Um, It is what it is there. Now, as we continue to push on, man, listen here. (laughs) The Jets got an upcoming game with the Patriots, let me tell you. Zach Wilson in the concussion protocol currently. We're going to see what's up with him as we continue to go forward. But this is a game, man. This is the end of the year game for the New York Jets. After this, this is it. And we have a chance here to finish the season strong, okay? We know that the Patriots have – beat the New York Jets 15 straight times. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: Good Lord. 15 straight times the Patriots have beat the Jets. I think the last time that the Jets actually beat the Patriots, it was in overtime. And I think Eric Decker caught the touchdown. Y'all know how long ago that was? Good Lord, it's been brutal. But – Here we are faced up against the Patriots yet again, and it's going to be very interesting to see what the New York Jets are going to be able to do. Again, the quarterback position in question, we'll see if Zach Wilson actually ends up being able to come back and get off the concussion protocol. We know Trevor Simeon is probably going to be the guy that's going to start uh, if so. And there's a a lot of questions because this Patriots team, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same, but we've seen teams that are not the same, even Bilichek this year. They're not having a great year. Okay, there's talks about him being fired, which is crazy to even hear. But, uh, you know, if there was any chance for us to ever beat them, (laughs) this could be it for us here because they're as weak as it gets. But I'm going to get to the calls because I want to hear from y'all. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat, okay? Put your questions, put your thoughts, put your comments in the chat as well. I come to y'all. Keep in mind, I'm one man. FL salutes to you as well. Good to see you in the building. All right? We're going to be talking about it all, man. There's quite a bit to discuss, quite a bit that we have going on. Listen, for my new callers, when you call in, please be patient. I get to everybody. Also, make sure that your phone line is good to go, okay? I want to make sure I hear you clearly. I want to make sure that you can hear me clearly. Please make sure your background is clear of noise, okay? Please. And also when you call in, there's one rule. There's no cursing on my show, okay? You curse on my show, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we can get Dalvin Cook out of here. That was (laughs) fun. Was it too soon? I mean, come on, guys. He's not really – don't say too soon in the chat, guys. Come on. He's, it's not like we drafted him or something, right? It's not like he's Michael Carter. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come on, guys. It's not like he's Elijah Moore. Oh, I mean, come on, guys. It's not like he's Denzel Mills. I mean, come on. All right, guys, y'all got to stop, all right? Stop the shenanigans at this point, okay? Settle down, everyone. Settle down. We're going to get to the lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. First caller I'm going to is my guy, F L. We are going to him first, Okay. Jeremy, I see you. 973 will come to you in just a second. <sighs> Salutes, okay? Salutes to you, Ted. Hold on. Before we even let him speak, okay? Before we even let this man talk, okay? We, we got to let everybody know, Ted, this man is just a- <laughs> Salutes, Ted. Listen, we're sitting here now. The New York Jets have released Dalvin Cook and Roger Saffold. Give me your thoughts about this, man. What are your thoughts about Dalvin Cook being moved on from the Jets paying him $6.7 million for 214 yards and 67 carries? Hey,
3: Joe. Uh, Happy New Year. It's been a few. Uh, my schedule was a little crazier than yours at, at this part, this time of year, so um, <laughs> blessings nope, to you, Luke, Joe. Uh, good to talk to you it's again. It's great yes, to hear from you. It's great to yes, hear, sir. and again, Happy New Year to you as well. Great to hear from you. Yes, sir. Uh, return on investment is not quite what they expected, Joe, with that, with, that, with that signing. Let's just say that. The return on investment is pretty bad. Um, to, they're doing the right thing by the player, Joe. He, I could see him my friend's a Cowboy fan, so he's like, we need another running back desperately mm-hmm. to go with Pollard. So that would yeah. be a good match because I think there's okay. only a few teams in the NFC that can can do it, pull it off. So, uh, Joe, uh, everything hinged on Rogers, and I don't understand the Rogers Saffold thing. Quite honestly, it's a little bizarre to mm-hmm. me that you would sign him and never play him, and maybe they just sign him just to shut people up. Who are complaining that we are not doing anything i just i never understood joe that you know we look at cleveland and, and i just don't understand how we never tried to do much after rogers went down we didn't do enough mm-hmm. joe, obviously and yeah. i just still puzzles me to this day that i i don't know the rationale joe we, oh, yeah. Did we say maybe maybe he came from Woody Woody? Maybe Woody said, "Hey, you know what? This season's lost already. Uh, let's Zach Wilson ain't the guy, and our offensive mm-hmm. line is bad. Maybe he just pulled the plug on it. Who knows?" Mm-hmm. God Joe.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's interesting, and we've had this discussion, and I you know we're going to continue to have this discussion even going into the off season and throughout the off season about you know basically kind of what fell apart here. And my only thoughts about this, and I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, I really mm-hmm. think that when they signed Tim Boyle, when they brought him into the building, I really thought they said to themselves, we've shored up the backup quarterback position. We've got that. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the only rationale that I can come up with. Because mm-hmm. why else would you bring him into the building? And then, because remember, I I know you remember this, Ted, this was supposed to be a year that Zach Wilson was supposed to sit back, fall back, and learn from Aaron Rodgers. That was the whole, right, that we talked about that all offseason. Even Aaron Rodgers himself came out and talked about it. And I think that when they brought Tim Boyle in, that was supposed to be the answer. And then they Mm -hmm. went into preseason and they realized, uh uh-oh, Tim isn't going to beat Zach Wilson out because he didn't. Mm -hmm. Every time that they played, Zach Wilson was better than him all throughout preseason. It wasn't even close. Tim just didn't Ooh. look like that. And so when they got into the season at that point, and look, I, I get it, maybe they should have grabbed a, another guy earlier. But again, there was a lot of names out there, a lot of things being thrown around, and nobody was really you know having that discussion. But the second that Rodgers went down, I think they looked around, and maybe from their assessment, there wasn't a guy that can come in and be better than Zach Wilson at that point because you were already into tonight's season, and it takes a minute to get, uh, you know, acclimated to the system, you know? Even look when we brought Trevor Simeon in. Trevor Simeon was here for, I think, like, uh, maybe a month, a month-plus, and still wasn't playing because he had to get up to speed with the system, you know? So, Mm -hmm. it is what it is there, but here we are, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Yeah, Uh, right. Talking about about draft, Joe.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're going to be talking about the draft coming up soon, but I want to get your thoughts yeah. on this, too, because as we mm-hmm. talk about that quarterback position, we haven't spoken in a minute. There's a lot of people that have brought a lot of heat to Robert Sella and basically said we should fire him and move on from him uh, because mm-hmm. of how he handled you know, the situation, how the team has played ever since Rodgers was down. What are your thoughts uh-huh. on that? What are your thoughts on everybody screaming for the entire, for honestly, the entire front office, uh to be cleared out. Do you think that's something that you'd like to see
3: as well? Joe, so, I would say I would say I would have done it a few weeks ago when because we it's the same pattern pattern as last year where wow. we started okay. off okay and then we slid in mm-hmm. the second half of the year. And you know other you can name a few teams that have had issues like we did and they somehow found a way mm-hmm. to win. Um you know, especially with Flacco you know, Flacco knows, that I'm sure Flacco could have stepped in. I know he would have been immobile, but maybe he mm-hmm. would have got the ball out faster. One of our issues, Joe, one of our biggest issues, Joe, is Garrett Wilson's really doesn't have much help. On, uh, you know, there's not another capable wide receiver. Lazard is not him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can lock down on Garrett, and somehow Garrett, by his pure talent, Got the thousand yards receiving, which is amazing. Yeah. Um but we need number two, Joe. We need to draft. We need to draft, and, and people talking about T. Higgins and uh, you know things like that. I don't want to sign that guy. I want to draft another mm-hmm. young receiver, even if it's mm-hmm. it, even if, with our first rounder. If we have to, we can't, Joe. Mm-hmm. We have we have to have another weapon. Every good team has two uh, two decent wide receivers. You know, mm-hmm. no, I mean Waddle yeah. and you know Waddle and. Uh, What's his name? Tyreek. And Tyreek you too. can name a bunch of. Uh, you can name a bunch of them. Um, Cleveland has theirs, and no one really talks much about Cleveland, but that's a dangerous team too. Joe, I would have cleaned yeah. house weeks ago. Joe, I would have cleaned house wow. weeks ago. The only th- except for one thing, who is going to come in and replace them? So that's why they're going to stay with. They're going to stay the course one more year, and mm-hmm. if nothing happens, it's all over again, and you have to blow it up. Yeah, I think I think that there's and – and that's why I wanted to ask you that question because
1: we haven't talked in, in a minute. <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. I really want to get yeah, that, thanks, Joe. your thoughts on that. Thanks, Joe. Um, yep. Here's here's the thing is I think that I wouldn't have fired him, and I, and here's why mm-hmm. I wouldn't have fired him, and I don't think they, they were never going to fire him. I honestly believe that mm-hmm. once Rodgers went down, they sat down and all had a talk, including with Woody, and just said, hey, this season, wherever it goes, it goes, whatever. We're all coming back next week. Right. Because if right. anybody should be fired, it should be Nathaniel Hackett, and he's still here. And you can even tell, even when they asked Sulla that question about um, him being concerned about job security a couple weeks ago uh, on the podium, he said no. He wasn't really worried about it. And the reason is this. The New York Jets, with Aaron Rodgers starting are on the cusp of the a, of a Super Bowl, we all know that we're a Super Bowl team. We have a championship defense we have you know, the pieces to really compete here. The second we got Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, we became a Super Bowl contender. And if you blow this up and you fire those guys, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is coming back here. I think either the mm-hmm. Achilles starts to affect him a bit more. If you know what I'm saying, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, <laughs> the Achilles may yeah. affect him a bit more than he thought it would, and they, that might actually either cause him to retire or – He'll, start, he'll ask to be traded because I do not think that Aaron Rodgers is here to be a bridge quarterback or a guy that is going to struggle on a you know, four-to-five win team or whatever as you blow it up and figure out another coaching staff. Right? So mm-hmm. when you look at the future here with the New York Jets, they're not going to throw all of this away. They're not going to do this, especially right. not Woody Johnson. He is not going to throw away a okay. Super Bowl chance. He's not going to throw away the chance to sell tickets. Or sell jerseys. He's not going to do that. Outside of mm-hmm. us being right on the cusp. And this is something that I've talked about in the past as well. I think a lot of Jets fans are not thinking about. Aaron Rodgers wields a lot of power here. He does. When they ask oh, him yeah. questions, and they've asked him a lot, a lot of questions. I'll get right back to you in a second. And they asked him questions about um, if his return was, was barring, you know, the coaching staff returning. He didn't answer those questions, but he did say that he thought that they had a winning formula here anytime he's asked about Joe Douglas Robert Sella or Hackett he always feels strongly about those guys so unless Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers wants it to happen it's not going to happen here that's why I think they're not getting fired because we have a Super Bowl chance and I think unless there's a marked improvement next season right where at least Mm. we're right outside the playoffs maybe a game or we make the playoffs I don't think anyone's getting fired next season either I think they're going to ride out the, at least the next two, to possibly three seasons if Aaron Rodgers here three seasons with Aaron Rodgers to see if we can finally get that ring that we've been chasing since the '60s.
3: Give me your thoughts on that, uh, Ted. I want to hear from you. I agree, Joe, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, in that time, we still have to develop a quarterback uh, or somehow have a plan to, um, after Rodgers' plan, but I have to say, mm-hmm. I do have to say though, uh, Joe. You know, Jermaine Johnson, just the flashes that he's, I mean, the player Mm -hmm. that he's become, it's just Mm -hmm. the draft that that Joe Douglas has had and the way that um, Salah and his staff develops um, players, defensive players Mm -hmm. especially, you know, you do have to give him a mulligan a bit. But I just don't yeah. like the fading, Joe. I don't like the team fading. They look like they're already on They're already on the golf course, you know. They're already mm-hmm. thinking about playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just the p- not playing hard and all those missed tackles against Cleveland. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so frustrating as a fan to watch that and you know making I, business decisions, I, I, Joe. Making business decisions on the field, you know, it doesn't <laughs> look like they're ready to put their nose in there, you know. Listen,
1: ahead, I think that this mm-hmm. – yeah, I, I hear you. And I think that this defense is gassed too, though, and I think they know that the season's over. They struggled last season with the same thing, being on the field most of the time, the offense struggling. Mm-hmm. I think they're gassed. But here's here's another aspect that I think a lot of Jet fans aren't looking at. If you fire mm-hmm. Robert and all these guys, and you get rid of the staff, the guys that we love the most, your Garrett Wilsons, your Sauce Garners, you just talked to Jermaine Johnson, like all these guys that we love here, the young – nucleus of talent i think those guys will Mm -hmm. walk too eventually because they're not going to want to go through a whole nother you know rebuild we've seen it in the past we i mean look jamal adams left because of that that was one of his reasons i mean he was a phony and i talked about him being a phony multiple (laughs) times on this show and nobody wanted to hear me until it happened but yeah yeah, that was one of the reasons i don't want to lose anymore and i don't think any of these other guys want to lose anymore. And not just lose, but lose without purpose, because the Jets, historically, right, we see we went into a rebuild with Mike McKagan, and we were still in one when Joe Douglas was trying to ramp and get things together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, don't, I don't think any of those guys stay either, and that's why, again, I think the, the decision is to keep Robert Sella. And, again, I think that Robert Sella, I think he's a good coach. He has faults like every other coach. But right. there are things I want to see him clean up. But, again, I think if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, this is a completely different season. This is a completely different discussion. And the offense, I think, looks completely different. You know what I'm saying? That, that's sure. just that's
3: oh, yeah. my, my take 100%. on it. So
1: mm-hmm. as we continue to talk about, you know, the, this, this team and everything that's going on here, when you look at the offense, I want to get your thoughts on this. What building block players do you think the Jets have? How many of them do you think the Jets currently have on this offensive side of the ball? Will you look at it and say, this is a kid, or this is a guy, excuse me, that is a foundational player that we can move forward in the future with?
3: I'd say you have two tight ends uh, that are potentially, you know, I'm going to say pro bowlers, but um, Ruckert and definitely Conklin. Conklin's a very underrated player. You know, he's a solid player. And you have uh, Garrett and Brees. And other than that, you know, ABT, I don't know. You can't rely on him. You know, I'm not sure if he can stay healthy enough. I think he might be able to. And it's interesting. I haven't talked to you in a while, Joe, but I wanted actually your Mm -hmm. opinion uh, on Makai because I know you were a Makai guy. But, I Mm -hmm. mean, do we sign him as a, uh, do we sign him as a back, you know, as a a depth signing? Like, because I don't think anyone's going to want him back. But maybe if he's healthy, he could be a backup. Or a French mm-hmm. starter. No, listen for a while. He he's a very
1: he's a very interesting case and again I stand by my take. Yeah. I don't run. I don't yeah. delete my tweets. <laughs> for yeah. those of y'all that do, all right. Savages yes, are was fine a you. Big, <laughs> Yeah. I I was a very I'm a, I was and still a you know a big fan of Makai Beckman. Did he have the season yeah. so yeah. far that I was hoping? No. Early in the season he looked really good. He was phenomenal. Even oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers talked about how great that he looked. But these last three Four games, there's been a lot of penalties, he's given up sacks. His, his, his future with the New York Jets has a big question mark about it. I could see them bringing mm-hmm. him back. I could see them mm-hmm. doing that uh, because, again, we're in win-now mode, and to move on from him, yeah. that creates another hole along the offensive line, right? Now you're mm-hmm. looking for, for sure, for a left tackle, a right tackle, and then possibly – I know people want to get rid of Laketon Tomlinson, like no tomorrow. So then you're definitely looking for a left guard. That's three, mm-hmm. you know, out of the you know the five position your offensive line there. Then on top of that, yeah. those guys you bring in, which more likely will be rookies, they got to be Super Bowl ready because that's the expectation. Once Aaron Rodgers returns healthy next season, that means those rookies yeah. are going to have to be ready for the Eagles front. They're going to have to be ready for uh, the Chiefs front. You know, Jones and those yeah. boys, they don't play no games. They're going to have to be ready for the Bosa's. They're going to have to be ready for, you know, Von Miller, the Bills. They're going to have to be ready for those guys off the bat to perform at a high level. And I think that's a lot to ask of rookies immediately. Mm -hmm. So I could Mm -hmm. see us bringing him back for maybe one to two year deal, you know, a solid signing for him to see if he can, you know, really continue to take that step forward. If he can be more consistent because he's even this year, he showed flashes again, early in the season, very early, that Eagles game, he was phenomenal. He was bullying guys up into these last three to four games. He looked really good. So I could see them bringing him back, giving him a one- or two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal, mm-hmm. all right, drafting mm-hmm. some kids, some guys behind him, but really addressing that right side, addressing that, that left that left guard position, and then moving forward that way. So that's what I think uh, could be done and should be done uh, with Makai Vectin, if if everything plays out to me, because again, that free agency route is going to be really tough. Because you and I both know, man, you are going to pay tackles out the nose uh, if you're mm-hmm. trying to get them
3: in free agency. You're going to over overpay yep. for guys. But give me your thoughts on that, man. Oh yeah, hundred percent, Joe. Like I, I would I would think about Makai as a like I said as a fringe starter. Maybe give him two years, and 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 Rogers obviously likes him, so that's another yeah. reason. You know, he's made it a point to call him out a few times in a positive way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, I wonder if the Bakhtiari thing is for real. I don't, I don't know if he's healthy or maybe Rogers has some <laughs> influence, recruiting power that on certain mm-hmm. players that he knows that he can say, hey, you know, we're going to make a run here. Give me two mm-hmm. years if you want to give it. you know, look at our defense. <laughs> we just need, we need some semblance of an offense and we're going to, we're going to come out of the gates quick. You know, Joe. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Joe. Let me yeah. ask you a quick question. What do you think about Bryce Huff? You think, you think you want to extend him? Or you, I, I hear a lot of rumblings about people wanting to trade him for a second rounder, and yeah, maybe yeah. the Will McDonald um, thing was that maybe the Will McDonald draft pick was kind of a, a hedge against him. You know, not you know not signing him or whatever, just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a great question, and after this, I'll, I'll ask you one
1: more question about the upcoming game against the Patriots sure. uh, for you. Jeremy, we'll be coming to you next. Um, here's my thing with Huff. I think the New York Jets should re-sign him. I, I think mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that a lot of people jump on Joe Douglas for, and I know it's a two-way street, but I would have loved to see Huff get re-signed during this season because he is grading out as one of the top pass rushers in the league. Like, his pressures, his get-off times have been unbelievable. And I think oh, you yeah. don't let that type of talent – you don't let that type of talent walk out the door at all, especially at such a position of impact. If you want to chase – or if you want to chase a Super Bowl, like we're talking about, it goes through Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills, like all these guys that have phenomenal quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. If you cannot chase those guys and get those guys down, it's a wrap. You look at a lot of these top teams that are constantly competing, they're getting to the quarterbacks, they're getting sacks. Last year, I think the Eagles led – the NFL and sacks, I think they had like 70 sacks, and then the Chiefs were right yeah. behind them. Those two teams were in the Super Bowl. There's no, yeah. you know, there's, it, it's not a coincidence that that happened. So with him in the underfold with Jermaine Johnson and Quentin Williams and Will McDonald continuing to emerge, and I think Will McDonald is going to be phenomenal for his next season, mm-hmm. I think that really mm-hmm. allows us to continue to compete and get at these upper echelon teams. I understand oh. that fans are already talking about trading people. I don't think we should. I'm not interested in g- getting a second rounder for him. I want him to stay here and flourish. There's a reason why mm-hmm. top pass rushers don't hit free agency like that. You know, San Francisco is never going to let go of Bosa unless he falls off of a cliff. They're never going to do that. They're never going to do that. Oh. The Chargers, they're never going to let go of the other Bosa. Like, that doesn't happen. If you look at the Bills, the Bills retooled and brought in Von Miller. They already have pass rushers. They said, look, we got to go get some more because we've got to get more pressure on that, that guy in Kansas City or these other guys that's running yep. around out here. So why are we giving away pass rushes, especially oh. since the New York Jets have struggled with pass rush, you know, in recent history. We used to struggle mm-hmm. to get to the quarterback, did for years. Even when Rex was here, and he was a phenomenal defensive coordinator, a lot of his way to get to quarterbacks was sending blitzes, a lot of exotic blitzes. We, we haven't had a pure pass rusher, really, since like John Abraham. That was years ago. Right. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I so I wouldn't have did that. But before I let you go, Ted, because you know I love going back and forth with you, but I got college. Yes, I got to get yes, going. Sir. Yes, sir. You got Jets Patriots coming up, man. 15-game oh, winning streak for the Patriots. They've cooked us. <laughs> oh, oh, it's been brutal, okay? But they're weak. Patriots, there's a lot of Patriots fans that want to get rid of Billichek talking about firing him. I'm all for that. Give me your thoughts on this upcoming game against him, and do you think the Jets will finally be able to snap this streak? Give me your final score prediction as well.
3: I have mixed feelings about that game, Joe, because I still want a higher draft pick. But, I, I mean, I, I would hate to see us win, like, 12 to, you know, 13 to 12 or some stupid score <laughs> like that because the over unders 30, right, or 31. Yeah. It's some ridiculously low number. Mm-hmm. Um. It could be just a kick, a field goal fest. I I have mm-hmm. mixed feelings, Joe. I got, I, I'd hate to win ugly. I'd hate to lose, obviously. But I guess mm-hmm. if we could somehow get the guys from, you know, thinking about golfing somewhere in it's Warmer and get them to play, mm-hmm. um, I think we can pull off, you know, 16-13, something really low scoring. I just – So you think – Okay, 16-13
1: Jets. That's what he's thinking. All right. Ted, this is a phenomenal call from you. I got other callers. I got to get to them. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, I know you got to make your money. Do your thing. Ah, Do do your thing. I want to hear from you more often. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah. Washington in the National Championship game. I love them the whole season. And there's Mm -hmm. a guy named Romy Adunze. That's the kind of guy I want for the Jets. Have a
2: good
3: one, Joe. Okay. He's a wide okay. receiver. Have a good one. Okay,
2: you have a good one.
1: Listen, we're going to be talking about that. That's Ted, man. We always have a good time speaking with him. Salute to all of the savages in the chat. In the chat, excuse me. I see y'all. All right, I see y'all in the building. Jeremy will be coming to you in a second. Nine seven three after him. New callers as well. Hold on. We're getting to everybody trust. Okay. I see y'all in the building. Salute, little balloon. I see you. Okay. Hyro, I see you in the building as well. Okay. Salute to everybody, man, going back and forth. Dakota. Dakota says, Fashanu, oh, that, that tackle, I see. Okay. Fashanu, I see you in the building. He wants a tackle. Dakota says, Fashanu, a receiver, Jaden Daniels or Michael Phoenix, Jr. Mm. He wants tackle, he wants a receiver, and he wants uh, you know, some quarterbacks to get into the building. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Hawkeye salutes, good to see you in there as well. He says, can't believe they would punt on the season with this defense. Plus, how good do we all feel after the week one win? Yeah, that win after Aaron Rodgers went down, man. After Aaron Rodgers went down, Zach was able to come in and hold a, hold a fort just enough. We got a big special teams return by Gibson. We got that W week one, even with Aaron Rodgers going down. But as the season continued to play on and play out, things just (sighs) spiraled, man. We're going to get back to the lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Next! We're going to Jeremy. Jeremy, I'm coming directly to you. 609, I'll see you. I'll come to you in a second. Jeremy, we're coming directly to you, though, first, man. For those of you that do not know, this man, Jeremy, (laughs) He's a savage. <laughs> Jeremy, boy, oh boy. What? Have we haven't heard from you in a little bit, and I've been I'm excited to talk to you about what we got going on here. Listen, man. <laughs> we got so many things moving and shaking around here. First I want to start off with the fact that New York Jets released Dalvin Cook, Roger Saffold. Give me your thoughts, man. A lot of people had high hopes for Cook. Things just didn't pan, didn't work out. I know he complained about his usage, but with Brees Hall rolling the way he was, I I don't know how he thought that he was going to get some run over him. And then again, you got Saffold, who's a guy that we released off the practice squad, and he never really did anything here, which is crazy because our offensive line suffered so many injuries. What are your thoughts, man?
4: Well, with Dalvin Cook, I think people need to remember or or look at it a little differently. We didn't get Dalvin Cook because we needed a running back. We got Dalvin Cook as an insurance policy. So I know when people said, oh, well, that failed, it was a bad move. Well, um, Hall didn't get hurt. Brees Hall didn't get hurt. He was good, strong in the beginning, right outside the gate. So it's just an insurance policy we didn't end up needing. Can you imagine if we didn't sign Cook, and Brees Hall would have went down in the first game, second game because of the yeah. ACL or something like that. And we didn't get
0: Cook. You'd mm-hmm.
4: he never hear the end of it. Joe Douglas fired yeah. him at Cassidy and not have signed Cook and gotten us. A, you know, so, I mean, people got to just understand. Uh, the reason why Cook didn't have a role was because his number one role was he was a veteran running back that's had multiple thousand-yard seasons. He was an in insurance policy on a year where we didn't want anything to screw it up. We didn't know Rodgers was going to go down, right? We just wanted to make sure that we, our offense was ready and that Rodgers was going to have a number one running back. And with a, mm-hmm. a guy with a young player coming off of an ACL, Dalvin Cook assured us that if, if Hall wasn't ready to go, we'd still have the running back. And I think that's what that was. And, yeah, it would have been better if he played better. I don't like the usage of him in the beginning. Once Hall was good and, and Cook clearly wasn't ready, the first few weeks of the season, it was very clear that he wasn't ready, and they even acknowledged it that, that he's still getting his feedback.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It made no sense because why do you have why did you have Carter at that time? Why did you draft the running back at that time? Why not have Izzy? Like so it made no sense to me that they were still using him even though they acknowledged he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, look I, I, at the end of the day.
1: I know Cook was brought in because we were all concerned, or to, you know, about. Brees Hall and his utilization. Again, I I did shows throughout that whole time. I remember there was a lot of people, including myself, that were thinking that Hall probably wouldn't have seen the field until like late November, early December, because we were all trying to figure out where he was going to be coming back from that ACL. But the second you saw Brees Hall on the field for that practice in the offseason, when he was running and he was was on the field on the 11-on-11 and took off, And Robert Sellers says it looks like – Brees Hall looks like, you know, the old Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook and his usage kind of went down. Like you said as well, there was a lot of issues with Dalvin, especially the way that he was running. At first, Dalvin Cook was very, very slow. He was running like he was in molasses. And then a lot of people don't remember some of the fumbles that he had as well that got him pulled. I was also uh, confused by the usage of – or the lack of utilization of Michael Carter within the offense as well, but we ended up seeing him get dealt. To Arizona, and then again, people were screaming for Izzy, which we haven't really seen consistently on the field until you know more recently. So it just didn't work out here for Dalvin. It is what it is. Saffold again, I'm confused. You know him being brought in, he wasn't utilized either. But as the Jets continue to move forward, you know they got to sure up some issues, some issues along this offensive line um, and along this roster as well, because we need another weapon as we go into the off season now as we talk about this season, Jeremy, because I haven't talked to you in a little bit either. Are you one of the fans who want to see Robert Seller get fired?
4: I, I mean, I'm not Why? happy with the job he's doing. I'm not happy with the job he's doing. I'm very concerned. I have a lot of concerns about him. But I do not want to make the change right now. We have a limited window with Aaron Rodgers. And they had a plan, and everything was great until he went down, right? I mean, and then the offensive line yeah. got decimated again. But – to bring in a new coach now and to take the chance, is he going to click with Aaron Rodgers? Is, gonna, is he going to – how is the locker room going to react? We've got to commit. We've got a culture. We've got a team. We've got, you know, a certain way of doing things. We've seen them play well. We've seen them play bad. I think that they made it very clear they wanted to run it back, and I think they've got to stick through with their plan. I think that they can't give in to the pressure of the fans. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that Robert Sala, you know, he he has some faults that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly are built about his personnel decisions. I really don't like his personnel decisions. I think they're, they favor veterans a little bit too much, um, mm-hmm. and restrict us from putting our best foot forward sometimes. But um,
0: mm-hmm.
4: I don't think changing the entire culture and bringing in a new coach right now at this point is the right way to go cause, cause, because because mm-hmm. of the limited window we have. We have one to two years mm-hmm. most likely to, um, and I think we just got to go for it. We got to go for for what we have. And, you know, Robert Sala does give us a championship-level defense. There's no question in my mind about that. These guys, yeah. the defense is set. They're ready to go. We just have to get Rodgers back on the field more than just adding another tackle. I mean, when we talk about adding players to the offensive line, the number one priority is we need to keep them healthy. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. like, even if you don't get the best offensive lineman, not every, every, not every team in the league has stars in every offensive line position. The key thing mm-hmm. that kills us is consistency. We can't get one offensive line, five guys, on the field for more than three games straight or more than two games that's straight. That's a fact. That's a killing us.
0: That's a that's fact. That's killing
4: us. Yep. You could have, you could have yep. you, not that I want this, but you could have Carter Warren as your right tackle because he's been serviceable. He might not be a star. He might not be ideal for what we want. But if he played every game, that's an improvement, just to have consistency. Because every offensive line we put out there, before somebody got hurt again, would get better eventually. And then somebody else Mm -hmm. went down and it would screw the whole thing up. You know, Mm -hmm. so to me, it's about health first. Of course, I want to add a tackle. I want to draft one. And, you know, like everybody else, I want to see them bring in more talent on the offensive line. But still, going into the year, my priority is, Man, can we just have a year where they all don't get hurt?
1: Yeah. No, listen, you're you're spot on there, Jeremy. And even going back to Robert Suller, like you said, there's some things I think that he needs to improve on as well. Um, you talk about the personnel decisions; that's that's definitely something that he, that he can get better at. That's kind of one of my gripes with him as well. Um, but I think that if if Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy next season, I think a lot of the things that we have concerns about or worried about will kind of fade away because I think great quarterback play, especially on the level of Aaron Rodgers, kind of hides some things, especially on the offensive side of the ball, right? Because we know that Nathaniel Hackett ain't so good. (laughs) He ain't so good. His game plan sometimes, especially him trying to tailor it for different, uh, especially for Zach Wilson's skill set, you know, has not worked out often. The game plans haven't been the best, but with Aaron Rodgers on the field, it's his offense. He can, you know check in and out of things and i think that that would sure up a lot of the issues that we have offensively protection still needs to be addressed this off season as well like you talked about um i think we'll definitely hit the draft for those things but a lot of the other problems will kind of kind of suffice and go away i think if you give robert Sulla aaron Rodgers on that side of the ball now here's my question for you jeremy because you brought up a great point about this offense needing to get better think of the building block players on this offense currently? What are guys that you look at and you go, okay, this is a guy that I'm excited to move forward into the future with on this roster?
4: Well, I mean, just starting with the, uh, with the O-line, you know, you just got Joe Titman Love Joe Chipman, Love his versatility. Love the fact mm-hmm. that he can move to either guard position, love that he's a center, gives us that flexibility in the draft. Hey, if the best interior offensive lineman in the draft in the third round is a center, because sometimes really good mm-hmm. centers are, are available in the third round just based on the position, the fact that we could say, hey, there's no guards we trust in the draft, let's take that really talented center. I think there's a guy named like Powers, for example. Here's this guy sitting there in the third round that we believe we can plug and play and start. We could put him in there and move Tittman over and solve the guard problem and still have a solid center. We could bring back McGovern, who is actually you know, he's a serviceable average center. Um, bring him back for one to two million, super cheap, and know that we have this ability to move mm-hmm. Tittman over if we don't get the you know, if we if we're short in the guard position. Um, in case we have to move AVT over to tackle, which I don't want to do, but if we had to, it's nice to have a guy like Pittman. I think he's really the core guy for that. Obviously, mm-hmm. AVT Healthy is a guy you build around, right? I mean, I, I want to answer AVT as the foundation more than anything, but with three mm-hmm. years in a row, the only positive I could take out of it is they were completely two, completely two different injuries.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So, yeah, which listen. means it could just be yeah. bad luck.
1: Yeah, listen, and I hear you. I want to play devil's advocate here. Everyone knows I love ATV, but I want to look at the other side of the argument. You have to wonder going forward with him, can he be a foundational guy? Because, again, he's had two big injuries that have cost him quite a bit of time during these last two seasons, and he's been on IR. So can you depend yeah. on him going forward? That's a big question. A big, part of being a foundational player is actually playing. You know, you see he's yeah. he's got the talent. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. He's unbelievable when he's on the field. But these last two years, when is he on the field? Can you really count on him as a foundational player? I mean, go ahead. Can you, well, Jeremy, give me your thoughts, man?
4: He's going to have to earn it this year. I mean, it's not, not that I blame him. But, I mean, we're going to – it just mm-hmm. has to happen this year. He has to play the whole year. If, yeah. he play, if he comes in here and he plays 17 games and he doesn't have any mm-hmm. issues with the, with any injuries, then – we could start thinking of him in that way again. You know, I mean, and just assume, mm-hmm. okay, he played 17 games. Now maybe he's just like any other guy. He has just as much of a chance of staying healthy as anyone else. So mm-hmm. if not, he gets 10, then it looks like he's going to be one of those guys, and he's not going to be that guy, you know, we we just get the best we can out of him, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just the way it's going to be. Um, one thing I do want to say about Beckton is think that if he's if he's cheap because nobody wants him because of the stats and everything in the, the last four games, if we can get him back at a reasonable price, and when I say reasonable I mean a few million. Like i not talking, you know, we're not gonna invest any real money in him. Maybe he's gonna you know, a one year prove it kind of deal. I think that people have to understand two things. One is he was actually okay until the high ankle sprain. Yes. Right? Yes. When he had the ankle sprain
3: missed the game, he came back, yeah.
4: he was never the same. So the chance that he's been playing not at hundred percent. Yeah. Okay? It's clear that yep. he hasn't lost his strength. He's lost his mobility. That mm-hmm. is something that you can get back. He, he, it, may have, it might be that he's going to have to have an amazing offseason again. He's going to have to slim down again. He's, but if he gets trainers and he works on his speed, his lateral movement, if he can get that back, I don't see him as a left tackle anymore, obviously. I mean, he'd really have to bang at camp for that to happen. But I could see him being a swing at worst. Like he comes back, he's on the cheap. He's a swing tackle; could play both positions for us. Get healthy, maybe you'll know, show glimpses of what he was before that ankle injury, because that's really when it happened. Um, the other thing mm-hmm. is his best case scenario is he could be a really solid right tackle, because usually, typically, you're not going up against their fastest defensive edge, and the right tackle usually tends to be a really good run blocking kind of player, and that's what Becton is. He's a mauler, mm-hmm. and you put him over there with AVT. You know, you could have a, a with Pittman at center. Now you're talking about the right side being a real powerhouse for the running game. So, mm. I just want to say, I, you know, I, I'm like you. I love Beckton. I've been a really big supporter of Beckton. He's my guy, and I've always yep. backed and i always. So, and I'm not yeah. trying to make excuses. Say, oh, it's his ankle, but I'm just stating facts. He was not yeah. nearly as bad before that ankle injury as he was after
1: it. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, you're speaking facts. Um, I don't know. I think if I think if the Jets re-sign him, I think it will be more along the lines of him probably retaining that starting left tackle position. Because I think with the draft, what it does is it allows them to then focus on other positions, right? It then allows you to focus on that that right tackle position. That uh, because let me tell you, and you and I both know, Jeremy. That Super Bowl or bust is coming next season, where Rodgers is healthy, and they're going to be Jets fans screaming at. And so to get there, especially again, Aaron Rodgers has talked about it himself. You got to have the pieces in place to protect him properly, and you better be prepared to, uh, you know, be competing against those top guys. And that high ankle sprain, like you talked about, that happened a couple of games ago. Like like we said, um, he can come back from that. You know, high ankle sprains linger. But if you get off of them, you elevate, you ice, you do all this other stuff, and especially with a lot of the treatments that they have, I think he can come back and be a lot better than we saw these last four games. So, Jeremy, it's been phenomenal speaking with you, man. My final question before I let you go. Jets, Patriots, we got this game coming up. Give me your thoughts on it, man. Patriots have beat the Jets 15 straight times. Do you think that this will be a Jets W here for us to snap that streak?
4: It definitely could be. I mean, you got Bailey Zapp playing for them. They're, they're not a good football team right now. They've been playing a little bit better late, late, as of late. You know, the thing about the Jets is when you have the defense that we have, if we're playing to win, if we're using everybody, if we're using our starters,
0: mm-hmm. we're
4: always a threat. to them. Because any team, when you have a team that's capable of putting up a defensive game,
0: that's mm-hmm. capable
4: of stopping the, stopping the other team from scoring any touchdowns.
0: Mm -hmm. When you have
4: that ability because of your defense and you have a guy like Brees Hall who at any moment could break one,
0: Mm
4: -hmm. uh, you always have a real chance to beat any team, you know, when you have that combination. So, yeah, I mean, we could win that game, you know, and we should. I mean, again, I don't know how much the locker – I don't know how much their heart is into it. I mean, they're already releasing players. Like I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to be more like this. Might end up be a, being a game where you see a different kind of usage of the players because they're thinking about looking at guys for next year. Like can Jeremy mm-hmm. Rucker hold you know carry even more of a load? What's looking at Izzy? You might see Izzy get twenty carries. So we might literally have a game that looks almost like a preseason game by the second half more than an NFL mm. regular season. So. It's complicated because I don't know what New England's going to do, and I don't know what the Jets are mm-hmm. going to do. I don't know if you know if they you know I don't know what approaches they're gonna, the coaches are going to take in a game like this that doesn't really have any meaning other than the rivalry and the and the win streak. Yeah, give me your final score prediction, man. How do you think it ends up? See, like a seventeen to thirteen Jets win. Okay. Seventeen to thirteen jets. That's
1: what Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I got a slide off. I got other callers. Next time I have a show I want to hear from you, all right? Oh, go ahead and uh, um, tell everybody your YouTube stuff as well and what you do over there on your channel. Uh, for those of you that do- that don't know, Jeremy's on YouTube and does phenomenal uh, you know, discussions surrounding the Jets. Oh thanks. Uh it, the
4: name of the channel is Jeff Ka. We do a live show every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. for right now. And, uh, yeah, I put out some videos, too, once in a while. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. So, yeah, anybody, if you haven't checked it out, just give it a, you know, give it a check out, Jet's Chaos.
1: Yes. Listen, Jeremy,
4: thank you for coming on. You have yourself a good night, all right?
1: Thanks, brother. Take care. All right, Sammy. Listen, happy New Year's to everybody. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515. 602-969-515-602-969 six zero two nine sixty nine five one five six zero two nine sixty nine is the number. Call in and when you call in, be patient. The lines are hot. We're gonna to get to everybody though. Okay? New callers, hold on. I'm coming to you. Don't trip. Okay. <laughs> Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content and you'll be in the know. If you wanna to give to the to the um to the, to the channel, the Super Chat's there. Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give is greatly appreciated. Next, we're going to Mike. Mike, we're coming directly to you. 973, we'll get to you. And then Val, I see you. We're coming to Val, okay? All right. For those of you that do not know, Mike, he's a savage. We got Mike from Tom's River in the building. Mike,
2: salutes.
1: Man, Dalvin Cook has been released along with Roger Sappho. What are your thoughts on that, man? You mean uh Dalvin Cook? Yeah, what are your thoughts about Dalvin Cook and Roger Sappho being uh being released?
2: Uh oh so Dal- Dalvin's he's done. He was he was done. You can tell that from the preseason, you know. He was slow. He was he was rusty, he was slow. Um mm-hmm. I mean it was it was an insurance plan, you know. Thank God, you know, but mm. I would like to see Izzy a lot more. Uh, they should did smarter yep. a lot more, but mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Paul, I mean, uh, Daniel Hackett, uh, he cannot. Just give he me your thoughts. Uh, he can't. He can't, uh, do play call for his player's strength. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's the same thing. Every 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 game, the first play of the game is right the middle. Run up the level. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's so predictable. It, it, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no no creativity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that been a big issue um, this entire season was <sighs> a lot of people were complaining about that there was no motion at one point. A lot of the game plans, especially with Zach Wilson and his skill set, uh, a lot of people were concerned about why. He wasn't doing things to tailor the offense more to Zach Wilson, not really allowing Zach Wilson to go out there and be Zach Wilson. A lot of that stuff we we talked about. Um, and I'm hoping to see it be better, especially this, this upcoming season, because I don't think that Robert Sulla, him, or uh, anyone – I don't think anybody's getting fired. I know there's a lot of Jets in that are screaming for it, screaming for Joe Douglas to be gone as well, you know, the way this season just kind of fell off of a cliff after – um you know aaron Rodgers went down but i don't think any of those guys are going to be fired and they're going to be here this next coming season we've already got a vote of confidence from woody johnson they come out and talk about it so they're going to be here but you want to see marked improvement from nathaniel hackett especially this this next season and that brings me to my next thought for you because you talked about sulla as well what is one area that you want to see him improve in to become a better
2: head coach Oof. I would say uh, personnel, time management. Yes. Yes. I've been waiting
1: for somebody to talk about not only just the personnel, but the time management. Time management has been an issue at certain times. That's a, that's a good take there.
2: Damn good take and there, it's, Mike. it's 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 not it's not hard to, it, you know, like you play football for how long, you know, it's not hard to manage a clock, you know. Come on. You're, if you're yeah. head coach, you should be able yeah. to you know, like all right, there's a minute left, and you're driving down a field. You know, and you made a big mm-hmm. drop, you made a big play, which you just never do. But if, mm-hmm. if you happen to make one, call timeout. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we well, we missed out on some points uh, this Wait. year. I think before the half because uh, oh. <laughs> we couldn't get everything lined up. There were some clock management issues. Yeah, we have seen that in the past. That's something you can Call guys on the field. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Twelve guys, and we've seen that too. So there's some there's some things that he can clean up, you know, to get a bit better. That, that was a great take there. Now, as we continue to talk about this team, uh, Mike, when you look at this Jets offense, right, as many issues that we had, what do you think is the strength? What position group do you think at this point is the strength of the Jets offense? Um, Garrett Walton, uh,
2: the wide receiver position. You think yeah. that's
1: the strength of the of the Jets offense?
2: Well, oh, Gary Wilson is number one wide receiver. And Then uh, mm-hmm. you got two tight ends. You know, you know, Lucker and, uh, and Cromwell. Um, mm-hmm. A.V.T. If you can stay healthy, I mean, that's the big question. Brees Hall. And at least we know Brees Hall is so awesome as a backfield now. He's so deadly as mm-hmm. a backfield. Uh, he could he could break loose at any time now. At now, any time, yeah. Uh, I like Izzy. Um, and Gibson, too. I like Gibson, too. He's a, he's a good slot receiver. Well, well, yeah,
1: when I look at it, because, you know, when you look at the position groups of this offense, I think the running back position, like you said as well, you brought up Bruce Hall. That that could be considered the strength. You look at the wide receiver. The wide receiver position could obviously be up there as well. We know Alan Lazard definitely, oh, you know, hasn't. Horrible. He's been rough. <laughs> is rough with him. And like Sellers said, he's got a he's got a year and a half left, all right.
0: That's he's, got.
2: <laughs> he's got a year and a half I don't left. Think he that. Okay? Yeah, I think he gets free training at the training camp. That's it. I think <laughs> that he moved, like,
1: so. Yeah, he he's he's gotta clean it up. But I think the running back position, uh, you can consider in the strength, especially that wide receiver position, because yeah, Garrett Wilson's been phenomenal. Um Gibson has really put some things together. We've seen some strong things from Brownlee. And that tight end position like you brought brought up as well, you know, could be could be a strength as well. You look at Conklin, you look at Jeremy Ruckett, they've been phenomenal. A lot of people now talk about C.J. Uzama. C.J. Uzama has, you know, he's got to clean some things up too. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Jets would look to move on from him as well at some point. So, Michael, before I let I you think go, so. this been a I think they might call, move on man. with it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We got Jets-Patriots coming up. Patriots will beat the Jets 15 games straight, man. Give me your thoughts on this upcoming game and your final score prediction.
2: Uh, I hope the Jets lose, to tell you the truth.
1: Oh, wow. I want a, okay. I want a higher
2: <laughs> draft pick. I want a higher draft pick. Oh. They, should have, they okay. should have lost that game to the Redskins, and then we would have had a top mm. five pick, and then we could have had uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., and that, that would have been golden. Mm. That, I mean, that would have been golden. Okay,
0: what, what okay. Him and
2: Garrett, you know? Um mm-hmm. I mean it, right now we're at number eight, I think it is. Right, if we're at number eight, take the kid from uh Notre Dame, the left tackle from Notre Dame, take him. Um mm-hmm. and then at the agency we gotta spend all our money on offense. We gotta have gotta build a whole mm-hmm. offensive lineup and then uh and take take Higgins. Take Higgins as uh two wide receivers. I don't
1: know, you know, I don't know how much money we're gonna have
2: because uh, you know, we definitely need well, to make sure that,
1: that staff is resigned. We, we need to make sure that well, has resigned. I you gotta I, figure I,
2: I out don't some other we, stuff too. I don't think we can sign I don't think we can sign him. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna cut um, we cut Zach. That'll lose ten million. Uh Lawson, that's eleven million. Uh, mm-hmm. uh Cut Lazard, that'll be another eleven million. Uh, I was
1: well, you can't the, cut the him watch. without paying him like big money. We just signed him. I mean, yeah, you I cut him, say. you're going to be paying out of your nose. So I don't, I don't think we're going to release him. That's why, again, that's why Sola said on the podium, he's got a year and a half left. That's when that option comes. Yeah. And we can move no, on hear, from him without it. getting
2: dirty. The last, the last uh, jet episode I was listening to, uh, they were saying that like with the cuts and everything, they can make uh, like like sixty million dollars up in the cap.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And you got to remember. We got we got Aaron Rodgers after free agency, so he couldn't he couldn't bring like people over him. You know what I'm saying? So let's see. Well, what no, we no Aaron,
1: that that's not true because Alan Lazard came here because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was talking to people
2: behind the scenes. Yeah, but that was that him was and Alan Lazard had discussions. Yeah, but that was after free agency though, because nobody no, wanted, wanted to come to Jets Aaron
1: Rodgers. Was that? No, we signed, we signed Lazard during free agency. Guys were coming here because they knew Aaron Rodgers was going to be a Jet. He talked to him. Alan Lazard was yeah, still talking to him
2: throughout right? all of free agency, though. So, yeah, someone's best friend. Yeah. Not, like, not like the rest of the league, though, you know? They, they didn't know it was no, going to happen. So,
1: listen, Mike, it's been phenomenal speaking to you. I got to slide off. I got other callers.
2: Next time I have a show, I want to hear
1: from you, all right? We're going to keep things moving again. 515 602 515 602 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next! We're going to 973. 973, we're coming directly to you, all right? Listen, 973, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Look, Dalvin Cook released along with Roger Staffel. Give me your thoughts about these two guys being released, man. Oh, like, what a shock. I mean, come
5: on. I mean, Cook didn't do anything with the Jets, so it it was overdue. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised at all, especially Mm -hmm. the way the season has been going. You know, one domino falling after another, and this is just the latest piece. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: Listen, there's been a lot of talk, man. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk, man, Uh, you know, with Dalvin Cook being Mm -hmm. moved on from. uh, I I mean, to me, like you said, it is what it is. Uh, Brees Hall came back and has been on fire for us, been a big playmaker. And Izzy really has shown some ability, especially as we continue to, to give him the ball throughout the rest of the season. He right. looked really – he's impressed me quite a bit this season. So moving on from Dalvin Cook, a guy that was really slow, not moving, I should be moving, is fine with me. He can go find you know another team to compete with um, and go do his thing. I wish him nothing but the best. But as we continue to look at this Jets offense and what's going on here, what are some players that you look at you think could be building blocks for the Jets going forward? No, yeah, really, our offense this, this season was kind of weak, so
5: they needed a complete, a complete overhaul. I'll tell you, it was the, was back the backbreaking point though, when uh, we had Tim a complete Boyle overhaul. Team, and, yeah, I you think we got to scrap it, everybody? Pretty much. At least you got at least I mean, you got Tim Boyle what about guys like guys like
1: Garrett Wilson, guys like Brees Hall. I mean, you got right, A. T. You I'll, got I'll Joe think
5: Wilson, Wilson, Hall. Is like, Wilson Hall I can take. Garrett Wilson, yes. I might still sell him Zach Wilson. <laughs> but um No, Hall, I'm talking about
1: Garrett Wilson. I'm, definitely. But what about yeah, guys yeah. like Joe Tipman? Joe Tipman, I think, is shown flashes and being a really solid there at center. A T V, you know, you could consider him a guy that you'd be excited about moving forward with. I don't think we have to overhaul <laughs> everything. You might have to overhaul a part of the offensive line, but I don't think mm. you have to overhaul the entire offense. I mean, look at Conklin. Conklin and Jeremy Rucker I mean, they've uh, they've done some real big things for us this season. Yeah, and so is Hall, too.
5: So, if there's, more, if there's any player I have confidence in, you know, I think Reese Hall, Reese Hall and Garrett Wilson. I mean, you know, they were the, one of the brief shining moments this team had all season, when we expected a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, but we were also expecting Aaron Rodgers to play.
5: That's what you know? I'm saying. <laughs> you
0: know, if Rodgers
5: if wasn't hurt, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm
1: not I am not expect Aaron Rodgers, that. but uh, that didn't well, go I so well. No. You, know. you know, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: But the thing is, I don't think we would have, you know, been a guaranteed Super Bowl even if Rodgers wasn't hurt. I mean, I think we have a very respectable season and, you know, may, it, may make it to the divisional final. But, you know, to say that he was going to bring us a suicide, I think that was a bit overhyped. So I think maybe we expect a little bit too much even with him coming. Yeah, you know, but the mm. result would have been a lot better than the trade record of a season we had now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were going to let Zach Wilson to us through? Uh-uh. no. Yeah. That was just. I mean, one. me the personally. Team, team
1: yeah, I, I me personally, I think the New York Jets could have been in talks for you know to to be a Super Bowl contender, and I think we, yeah, I think we have a chance to win a Super Bowl this season, especially when you look at how our our defense has looked. Our defense, especially early on into the season, looked unbelievable. And, I mean, you know, this, this recent game against Cleveland, it was rough. But those performances mm-hmm. were few and far in between. This Jets defense has been dominant, especially, again, with how much time they're on the field. They're on the field mm-hmm. all game, every game, and they're still able to shut things down. So, if Aaron Rodgers was on this team and he performed, and he's just the Aaron Rodgers that we need him to be, I think the New York Jets would be in Super Bowl, you know, discussions for sure. So, mm-hmm. before I let you go, my yeah, friends, give me your yeah, thoughts but, about this Jets upcoming game against the Patriots. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up?
5: You know, I think we're gonna. I think we're finally gonna get a break because the Patriots are not the same Patriots that they once were when they had TB12. Uh, I mean, they're taking a nosedive. I mean, now they want Belichick on a platter. I think. So um, I think the Jets have a very good chance uh, to win this game when this uh, nightmare streak of uh, beating the team I refer to as them will be over.
1: <laughs> okay. Give me your final score.
5: 17-14.
1: 17-14 Jets?
5: Yes. I'm not, I'm not expecting a high offensive explosion. All right. 17- <laughs> To thank
1: him for calling in. He gave his take. 1714 jets. That's what's up. We're going to keep it moving again. 515-602969. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next! We're going to Val, man. We're going to Val. For those of you that do not know, Val gets on the line and the shenanigans begin, okay? For those of you that <laughs> do not know Val, he's a savage. Val, salutes. Happy New Year's to you. And again, Happy New Year's to everyone else as well, listen. Here we are at the end of a a rough season yet again, right? We're all tired, and we get the news today that the New York Jets have released Dalvin Cook and Roger Saffold. Give me your thoughts about these two guys being released, man. Well,
6: listen, man, Happy New Year's to you. What a 2024 for Dalvin Cook getting released the first day of, you know, the second day of 2024. Hopefully, you know, he goes to a team that is contending and not pumping on the season. So, you know, um, yeah, man, I I just feel like, you know, it was definitely time. I, I heard a lot of the callers as well, too. They definitely gave some good insight. Like, basically, it was... Uh, insurance policy just in case Brees Hall wasn't ready, and Brees Hall sure told everybody and showed everybody he was definitely ready to go. So you know it was just unfortunate that the play calling for him wasn't top tier. You know because we don't have a really good offensive coordinator, so you know it just it kind of sucked that you know how everything went. But other than that, man, I, I'm, I'm not really too mad at the decision of releasing him. You know, hopefully he could, you know, go to a team that is contending and contribute to what they're trying to do, whatever organization it is. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, he's going to go on and definitely pick a team where he feels like he can get that ring at. And I respect it, you know. But, uh, you know, his time here with the Jets, I think you have, what, 217 yeah. yards or something like that, or 214, wow. excuse me. Total, he made 6.7 here, so it is what it is moving forward. Like you said, Brees Hall came back and just looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal, so it is what it is there. But as we continue to move forward, man, there's a lot of people looking at the Jets' offense and going, I mean, who exactly can we move forward with? What are the building block guys here? Who are guys that you identify, Val, that you look at and you say to yourself, These are some foundational players that we have that excite me as we continue to move into the future.
6: Absolutely. You got Garrett Wilson, worked with, what, three or four different quarterbacks. So, you know, he got his 1,000 yards and stuff, so salute to him. Brees Hall, he's looking like he's ready. Soon as we get a – hopefully we get an offensive line next season and stuff. So we'll be ready to go. And Joe Titman as well too. As much as a lot of people don't talk about him, he's definitely held yeah. up a lot as well too. Um mm-hmm. and I totally agree with some of the um people who were saying that um, bring back Conor McGregor. You know, he did get mm-hmm. injured but he he's kind of solid as well too.
1: Mm. Um probably not. I mean probably, not. He's- probably- to that he's, uh, Conor, listen connor mcgregor uh, connor mcgovern excuse me connor mcgregor connor mcgregor think it's USC <laughs> at this point uh, connor McGre- mcgovern i mean he's a he, listen he was cheeks at center uh joe Titman was over there at guard he was he was he was all right i think Titman coming back um you know next season should definitely be the jets starting center if they did bring back mcgovern in a backup role, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But, you know, bringing him back, I think, to be the starting center and then, you know, keeping, you know, Tittman over there, guard, if maybe, I don't think we should do that. I think we should address guard. Well, I don't think we we need to address right guard next season because that should be ATV. Left. I'm one of those guys, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, Val. I'm one of those guys, look, stop moving this guy all around at right tackle, left tackle. Just put ATV back at right guard and let it be. Do you agree with me, or do you think we should kick him out there to right tackle? Again, I
6: mean, listen. Be- I mean, listen. yeah, outro is put um, ABT anywhere, and he will produce. You know, so they definitely been using that slogan for this team and stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I (laughs) do. I do say that. He might be quarterback as well, too. But, hey, I definitely (laughs) feel he got drafted as a guard. Could we at least see him as at guard? So I definitely Mm -hmm. agree with you on that, you know, but he's definitely been saving us, you know, for the meantime before getting injured. So I definitely feel Mm -hmm. where you're coming with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'd like to see ABTV back at guard. Now, as we continue to go forward, we talked about some of the guys that, we are, uh, that we've highlighted, guys that you feel um, have been looking really good. A lot of people, again, like yourself as well, have had questions about Robert Fella and him going forward. I know some people want to fire him. I'm going to get your thoughts on that as well. But what is one area, since he is coming back next season, what is one area that you think Sella must improve in for him to be a better head coach next season? Mm.
6: Somebody definitely did say a good point which was the time possession. But I will say, um, utilizing your talent.
1: Time management and You time management?
6: Time man yeah, time management. Yes. Time management or um utilizing your talent. Utilizing your talent and be more of a head coach, man. Take um some accountability. Not on his part. Well, I mean definitely on his part, but, you know, definitely mm-hmm. address, you know, the team, when some stuff is not going right, don't just stand there like you know Todd Bowles. Go mm-hmm. and dress the team. You know, I want him to you know team hyped up. You know, get them prepared and stuff like that. I want him to do a little bit more when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, um, I, I I would say you know just try to do better. You know, but I definitely want yeah. to see that. And in terms of
1: um, what was the other question? Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, should he be fired? I, I know. Uh, we've had this discussion yeah, before I, about moving on from him.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, if it was up to me, you would have definitely been fired for me. Oh. Um, and as well, too. But, again, that's not going to wow. happen. No, oh, no okay. matter of fact, I wouldn't fire him. I would demote him to defensive coordinator. I feel like he's a better defensive you can't coordinator. Do that. Than... Exactly.
1: Yeah, you can't do it. I wish I Yeah, could. you can't do that. So you want to fire him. him. You want to fire him.
6: Yeah, yeah I, I would you fire him. him. I, I yeah, because he he does, he hasn't lived up to the you know to CEO head coach and stuff you know everything mm-hmm. has been going down I, except for the defense his defense is really good like it's definitely mm-hmm. I will say Todd Bowles even though Todd Bowles he's doing his thing in the, on the Buccaneers they're fighting to get into the playoffs you know mm-hmm. I will say the defense definitely improved though so I will yeah. say you know. Um, yeah, but it's just the offense that's really been very, very bad. Like we're on Adam GaSe type of level type of the offense, so that's not mm-hmm. good. You know, you gotta you gotta um, show some favoritism to both sides of the coin.
1: Here's the thing, and even first off, I want to go back to what you spoke about about the uh, what Robert Sella, an area that he can improve in, and I haven't heard from anyone tonight talk about this the biggest area that Robert Seller could improve in, you talk about time management and personnel utilization, I get that. But I'd like Mm -hmm. to see him work in the area of the issues with penalties. I think he's Mm got to find some way to clean that up next season. It's egregious. Because when you watch, we're literally handing teams first downs. We're extending their drives. We're giving them points often because our team plays so undisciplined. And that's why I know it's penalties. Maybe it's just working on an area of discipline, but that's very like a, that's a very wide (laughs) kind of concept or something, very wide scope when you just say, oh, just work in the area of discipline. But I guess penalty discipline or something like that, right? Uh, Right. But they've got to get better with that because how many times have we seen, you know, guys do something reckless on, third down when they were going to get a team off the field. You know, with third down. A guy drops back, incomplete pass. It's fourth down. They're going to punt. Oh, nope, flag. Jackson helped them extend their drive. It's just so many things like that. And I think that he's got to find a way to get uh, to corral that. Because it's in a, if we're trying to win a Super Bowl, you're going up against teams like the Eagles and the Chiefs and all these other great teams that we're going to be playing. You do that stuff in the playoffs, and you're going to get cooked, man. Can you imagine I'm giving kicked. Andy Reid three or four more drives because you're committing oh, penalties, no, or
2: extending three or four drives for Andy Reid
1: in the playoffs? Mm-mm.
2: Are you saying he'll put you away? Oh. He'll put
1: you away, exactly. man. So that's that, that's something that's got to get better. But as we talk about when you go to, because I, I think that's a, that's a, a point that you brought up about, uh, you know, firing him because uh, you know he's not a CEO head coach. I I get mm-hmm. it. People want to talk about CEO head coaches, but I, I've never thought that that was realistic. Like, most coaches, they, they do favor a side of the ball, right? The, the other CEO head coach that a lot of people talk about is Mike Tomlin, right? Mike Tomlin, CEO head coach. But if you right. even when his players talk about him, they talk about how he works more in the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. That's why they fired Mike Canada. Or Mike Canada. That's why they fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Canada
0: mm-hmm. this year. Like
1: things things weren't working out. So it's not like Mike Tom was gonna take over the offense. Was it in the middle of the season or the end of the season? Who? Uh that they fired uh,
6: Canada? The Steelers, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they, they recently fired him like a couple like some weeks ago. They got rid of him and the offense was struggling. It was struggling. Uh, under him, yeah, and streamers, Steelers and fans were screaming for them to move on from him, and then eventually they did. Um, and that's so look, I get it—you know, CEO and coach—but yeah. he, exactly. he, he is totally responsible he for the team. But exactly. it's like, hey, you know, when you look at what he's putting out, putting together, and he's putting a top defense out on the field week after week after week, it's like, man. <laughs> It's tough to blame him for a lot of the shenanigans that are going on, especially, again, when you brought in Aaron Rodgers and you brought in the other guy that literally runs the scheme that him and Aaron Rodgers put together, but Aaron Rodgers goes down. So that, that's kind of my retort to thinking he should be fired for the output of the offense when they did what they needed to do, but things just didn't work out because of the injury of Aaron Rodgers. Give me your thoughts, that.
6: Right. right. Listen, and just going back on the Mike um Mike, um, Mike situation and stuff like that. I, I will say, man, like that's the CEO head coach right there. If things are not going right, he's gonna get him out of here. You know, like the offense has been very stalemate since the beginning of this. You know, since the the first game. It's just, you know, we definitely came off of the the Buffalo game, but the Dallas Cowboys game and so on and so on, it's just been really bad week after week after week. Even, you know, where's the adjustments? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to uh, if somebody's not doing their job correctly, you got to, you know, you got to be tough and you say, you know what, listen, this is not working out. Let's go and get the best offensive coordinator that we could get. And to be honest, he chose you know the Daniel Hackett after having a bad season after the um Denver Broncos, they got rid of him and stuff for being a bad head coach, and it just mm-hmm. hasn't been working out, so you know he has to be held accountable as well too, because he had any um he could have got any other offensive coordinator me personally, I would have went to go and get um um Eric the enemy and stuff because, listen, he was mm-hmm. definitely good. For on um, the the Chiefs and stuff, and he would have definitely put up some trickeries. You know, we wouldn't be so you know, uh, I would say bland on offense and stuff that we're running mm-hmm. basically the same plays. And you know, I'm looking at the Dallas. I'm, I'm not the Dallas. I'm looking at the um, the Dolphins. Hard knocks, man. They run so much trickery plays, and I'm just like, oh. man, if only we had a head coach or like an offensive coordinator like that, we will be rolling, especially if we mm-hmm. have Nicole Hardman, Garrett Wilson, we would actually utilize our weapons correctly. We will be winning mm-hmm. so many other games. But yeah, their formations is beautiful. But, you know, I will yeah. say, you know, we got one more year here. You know, Joe Douglas as well, too. They definitely <laughs> need to take a for sure, man. Like Like I said, this is a one and done situation one more
1: year. More year. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, Val, we, we we have this discussion. I think they have more than one more year here. If the no! New York Jets let me tell you why. <laughs> and I wanna hear from you. If the New York Jets finish, let's say, one game outside the playoffs, right, and we miss the playoffs, I don't think they're gonna fire Robert Sullivan either. Because Aaron Rodgers is gonna return for another season. I think that they're going to ride out, as long as Aaron Rodgers wants to be here and there's just improvement, like if there's marked improvement where we're almost making a playoffs, but we miss out slightly, I, don't think they're, I still don't think they'll fire him because then the, the, the narrative will be, hey, we can retool, we'll get back to it. And I think they'll do that because as long as he was here, as long as Aaron Rodgers is here, the Jets have truly have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And when you're in win now, like we are in win now, we all know that. The second we got Aaron Rodgers, we went into win now mode. So when you're in win now mode, you can't make massive changes like that. We're right at the cusp. Like we're literally right at the cusp of doing something. And if that's there, I don't think they fire him. I don't think they'll fire him, Val. I don't. If you were going to fire him for any year, this would be the year you would fire him then.
6: Yeah, and listen, and I totally agree with you, man. Like, you made some good points, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's the only one that's really holding, you know, holding them up, you know, saving them from mm-hmm. right now. But listen, if things yes. turn around, and if, and just like you said, if penalties stop and we get a good offensive mm-hmm. line, the only mm-hmm. way to to get the Jets back on your, you know, on your side, the Jets fans, is for us to win games, us to win games. We yeah. have the defense. It just hurts so bad that we have a ready-now defense that is ready to go to mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But the offense has been so bad Year, yes. week after week after week. It's just, it's just heartbreaking yes. because we have so much expectations this past all season, mm-hmm. And just for them to punt on a season... You can understand why some some fans are like you know really kicked off of the team right now and organization,
0: mm-hmm. especially
6: not taking like I said before I said this last week, but not taking no backup calls. You know what I'm saying? Even though mm-hmm. the quarterback
1: has been bad, you know. So it's just mm-hmm. man.
6: That's, yeah. that's my and I mean thing. we're
1: talking about yeah we're talking about firing Robert with Nobody even has like nobody's even really even talk about, I look, I understand you want to get rid of Sella, but why haven't we fired Nathaniel Hackett?
2: He's, right. he's, he's the
1: biggest he's issue. He's the one that should be fired, issue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that absolutely should be fired. <laughs> he's still here. So if you ain't going to fire him, you know, I doubt you fire Robert Sella again. Now I will say this. If the Jets, I'm going to be very clear, for people that are listening, if the Jets come back next season and fall off of a cliff, this thing does not go well, that's when I think oh, they will exactly. be fired. But if they're a yep, game yep. out of the playoffs, or if they make the playoffs, they're not getting fired. <laughs>
0: they're, they're not yep. getting
1: fired, bro. They're not getting fired, and I won't even be having.
6: mad at it because we're progressing. Yeah. I want us to progress. I exactly. want us to go up. We're we're trending exactly. down again. You know, it, mm-hmm. like I said, we shouldn't even be talking about oh, who's a better head coach, Adam Gates or Rob Osaland. That shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> That's bad, man. That is definitely bad. That's how I feel like we just had a Adam Gates type of season, but we have a great defense. It's very fortunate, yeah. man. Because I see yeah. the potential of this team, Joe.
1: Yeah. I see it every week. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. go ahead.
6: Oh, no. I did. I do have to ask you one question. There was a rumor that was going around. I don't really believe it. I feel like it's just a rumor that they just there. How do you feel about Justin Fields' name being brought up with him potentially becoming the backup quarterback?
1: Here with the Jets, I've, I've heard I heard something about that. I don't remember who was talking. I've, I've heard something. I don't know if that will happen. And I don't know where yeah. that's coming from or why all of a sudden people are talking about Justin Fields, you know, becoming a backup here out of, out of all places. I have no clue. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that Justin Fields, and there's been talks about him, you know, rumors circulating about him not working out in Chicago and them looking to move off from him. And they've continued mm-hmm. to roll with him. I think that Justin Fields, I think he's talented. I think that they can need to continue to, to surround him with weapons. But I don't know if Chicago's even going to get rid of him. Because according to all the rumors, they were supposed to trade him last season. All the rumors yeah. that were floating. Nothing ever came out publicly. He was supposed to be gone last season. Gone. I'm talking with the wind. And nothing happened. Yep, I mean, He's still there. And so I don't understand like where the talk is for him to come here and be a backup quarterback is. I don't even know if he even fits the system uh that we're currently running now. Um I'm sure he like he has he has the ability to do so. I think he's better than people give him credit for. Uh but I, I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen at all. To be honest with you, and I know people ain't gonna wanna hear this, I would not be surprised if Zach Wilson returns here oh, next season fuck. at all. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Eat I would not be surprised. Million, the way know? that Joe Douglas said it again.
6: They're going to eat that twenty million dollars that he owed. I
1: wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they work out some type of deal with Zach Wilson, like the Packers did with Love, where they mm. extend him and maybe give him two years or three year extension. Because, and this is again uh-huh. the power of Aaron Rodgers, and he yeah. was brought yeah. here to not only fix the offense, like be better on the field. But he was brought here to fix Zach Wilson. That's why I tell people he has way more power than y'all than people are Basically, talking about. Yes. And I've been talking about this. Yeah. This guy is he's very powerful within our organization because he holds the keys to our future with his play and he holds the keys to our future with Zach Wilson. He's here to fix him too. So that, that's I could the see the third him on my
0: list working
1: with him was. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that, that's why he no, was third yeah. on
6: my list when it came to you know us the free agency. Because I knew yeah. I knew this was gonna happen, <laughs> but I was hoping everything was gonna go good. So, oh, listen,
1: man. listen. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Zach Wilson signed some. And again, maybe it won't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he signed some type of extension here for the next mm-hmm. maybe two years or three years, whenever Aaron Rodgers is done, to stay here and be a backup quarterback for us. I wouldn't be surprised at all. It wouldn't I wouldn't surprise. be surprised.
6: He, he's not surprise he doesn't surprise. look like the type of person that look like he would be like, oh, I want to start. I want to be a starter. I don't want to be behind no. a, a quarterback all this long. He looks like he's trying to, you know, learn and go through the process. That's what it is looking yes. like from the outside looking in and stuff like that. He doesn't look like that type yeah. of quarterback. So I, and and I the thing is,
1: the thing is here with Zach Wilson, too, that I think he'll get a chance at some point, if he does stay here for the next two, maybe three years, he'll get a mm-hmm. chance to compete and either be the starter or be in the talks of being a starter. If he goes somewhere else, he's going to have to learn a whole new offense. And I don't think any other team is really interested in him like that. I don't. That's why I don't think we can trade him either. I don't think we can trade him because there's no value. Nobody wants him. If they did, he would have been gone. People wanted a Moore, more. He was gone. People wanted Jamal Adams. He was gone. Nobody wanted Denzel Mims like that. Not, not seriously, but the type of capital that you know. And we ended up releasing him. So it wasn't
6: a lot of films either. He, again. he was a lot of. He was. I said it wasn't a lot of. Um, I would say film on Denzel Mims as well too. He was uh, injured a lot.
3: Well, and he did yeah, a lot of Yeah, he was
1: hurt a lot, but. Uh, he, I'll tell you what, he was on the field enough to, for teams to get a feel of what he was, and there wasn't enough capital, and he was screaming to get up out of here. So again, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. I know, I know, Jets fans like Joe. I'm telling you, I would I not be shocked, be shocked if Zach Joe. Wilson remains here somehow. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked.
6: I wouldn't be shocked either, yeah. Joe. Like he's, he's. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's very protective and he's b- very protected in this organization. And there was some mm-hmm. kind of, um, um, I would say some type of connection to Woody Johnson and stuff. So I don't know how true that is with the jet blue or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure about that because of his yeah, dad. I don't know. That mm-hmm. does, but yeah, that's what I was hearing. So,
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so before man, I let you go, be- Val, okay. Before I let you go, this has been a great talk. Jets, okay. Patriots, We've lost to them fifteen times in a row, <laughs> but they looking <laughs> beatable, baby. They looking beatable. Maybe sixteen might be the uh, okay. you know the sixteen try might be the try we need. All right, they're looking beatable. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is the game we beat them? Give me your thoughts about this upcoming game, Jets Patriots, and uh, what is your final score prediction, man?
6: Already, listen. I'm gonna be smart right now. Listen. A lot of this is controversy. A lot of people are not going to agree with me. I understand. But as Jets fans, we have to be smart. We are at number eight right now in the draft. If we lose, we're going to be in a, I mean, if we lose, we're, we're going to probably be at eight or lower. So that's what we want. But if we win, we're going to be in the teens. Then it's going to be really hard to get a, a good offensive line to protect the quarterback position. Let's think long term. Okay, like, we could get them back next season. They're going to be weak, probably, probably weak again next season. We will get them. But for now, let's just lay down and, you know, hopefully lose. But, all right, wow. well, I will say.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I, I like, want to put this out listen. there. Listen, Val, Val is giving his take. I just want to say this quickly. It's not guaranteed that we'll lose Major if we do win. It's not guaranteed that we will, you know, drop all the way down the board because, again, it still depends on the other team and if they win and lose. So we could win and still be solid. But, you know, Val is giving his take and his outlook. Continue, Val. I just wanted to say that.
6: Okay, okay. (laughs) Yep, so it's not guaranteed, but a little say I want want to be protected. I want want to be secure. You want to be protected. I respect you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but for the score, I, I say it's going to be fourteen twenty-one. Uh, fourteen twenty-one. Jets? Yes, Patriots to win the game. T-
1: but, wait, Wait, fourteen twenty-one. Jets or Patriots? Which one? Patriots. Patriots to win. Yes. Oh man. The
6: Patriots. Fourteen twenty-one. Jets. 14-21 yeah.
1: Patriots. All
6: right. Oh, I got to. We're going to win this game. Too.
1: Oh man. All right. <laughs> All right, all right. Listen, Val, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? All
6: right, Joe, it's you too, man. And happy New Year's to everybody again. And whatever Joe says at the end, listen, no proof, no evidence. It's all speculations. All right, see you, Joe. Oh, my <laughs> Lord.
1: There's no speculation. Anything I tell y'all about Val is the truth, all right? Don't, don't you know. I can provide the proof, y'all. I can provide the proof. Salute to everybody, man. A lot of great discussion tonight. JC, I see you in the building. Salute. So what's up, Joe? And the Savages salute, man. Salute to everybody. Bree, I see you. Bree says, if Zach stays in the locker room, uh, if Zach stays, the locker room and the fan base will mute him. Uh, he's talking about next season. Listen, excuse me, I'm telling people I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Wilson still on this roster next season. And I don't think it's going to be, especially when Aaron Rodgers returning, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think they'll go crazy. I don't. I really don't because he won't be the starter. Um, I think, you know, if Aaron Rodgers returned next season and Zach Wilson, I could see Zach Wilson being brought back somehow. I'm telling you. That extension, the, the what they did with Love, I could see them doing that with Zach Wilson too. I could see that. I could see an extension a year or two years, something like that. I could see it happening. I could see it happening, but that's just me. Okay? That's just me. We'll see how it plays out. Got a lot of things moving and shaking coming up in this off season. A lot of things the New York Jets are going to have to address as well. We'll continue to do shows throughout that time. All right? So we'll see what's happening, man. We'll see what's happening because, uh, boy, oh, boy, there's going to be some uh, – some things going on. I know a lot of people talking about tanking as well. I understand I'm not bashing fans that think like that, but I just, I'm not a guy that pulls for the New York Jets lose because I just don't. Okay. That's not my thing, but um, I think New York Jets are definitely going to be able to utilize capital if need be to move up um, the draft board if, you know, they get further down. So with all that being said, Uh, My take, Jets-Patriots upcoming game. Uh, Man, this this is a very beatable Patriots football team. We've lost 15 times in a row to them. A lot of people want to get rid of Bilicek. I hope they do because I'm just tired of that guy. Um, If there was any time we were going to beat them, now would be the time. Now, of course, I'm thinking Zach Wilson should clear the concussion protocol and actually play, but it hasn't been made official yet. Um, but even with Trevor Simeon out there, with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, we know is going to play to the wall. He's never going to stop. Um, I am concerned about our matchup, though, because this is, I think the Patriots are the sixth-ranked defense in the league. These guys rush the passer. They can get after it. Um, you know, they definitely stop the run as well. I think they're, like, second in the league against the run. Uh, but their offense is, is Cheeks. And our defense can rush the passers well and get after it. It is in Foxborough. Um, I have some concerns, especially with us. This is the end of the season. I want to see us finish the season strong so that we can go into the off season with momentum. So I want to see, you know, make so – I want to see if Robert Seller can ensure that these guys will come out and, you know, not be lethargic, come out with some fire, come out with some fight, come out ready to go, come out, you know, knowing that, hey, look, I'm going to put it all on the line, you know, to end the season. I'm going to give it all that I got. Then we're going to go into the offseason and correct things and be right back next season and do what we got to do. That's what I want to see from Robert Fella and this Jets team. So, with all that said, I'm taking the Jets to beat the Patriots. I'm taking the Jets to beat the Patriots 20 to 13. 20 to 13, I'm taking the Jets.
0: (laughs) i'm
1: taking the jets i'm taking the jets they can come after me but i'm taking the jets so what a phenomenal show i'm going to close some things up listen i am the man of the people i'm here for the people let me change from up my facebook page everyone go on facebook search the long beach joe show like that page my content's up there go ahead and give it a listen message me i'll message you right back i love going back and forth with you folks about this football team also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I hear on the Long Beach Joe show. I am also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Follow. I'll follow you right back. And if you don't troll me, no issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on
2: at all times,
1: at all times, all right? Can't wait for him to come back, man. Put him back at right guard. Let him do his thing, okay? So I'll be there, all right? I'm also on YouTube as well. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Show, or excuse me, type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, all right? And if you're going to troll me, get in those comments, and let's go back and forth as well. And it's always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, okay? You will. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, okay? I want to thank you folks for listening. I want to thank you folks for uh, taking the times out of your day to interact with your boy any way that you do. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Salutes to the subscribers as well, people subscribing. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Salute to everybody call in, man, and again, happy new year to everyone. Okay? Happy new year. Make this year your year, all right? All right? Be safe out there. So until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. <laughs>